0: This week on Honey, You Should Watch This, Susan had me watch 2019's Little Monsters. And when we were done and I said I liked it, she punished me and had me watch something else. <laughs>
1: Welcome to another episode of Honey, You Should Watch This, a podcast where a husband and a wife with different tastes in movies make each other, I mean, expose each other uh, to movies that the other would never normally watch.
0: You probably want to change the wording with the expose ourselves there. Oh, I I mean, we're already quarantined. We don't need to be quarantined on house arrest.
1: (laughs) I thought you were talking about being nakers.
0: Yeah. Exposing ourselves outside. Nick, Nakers, Acres, makers. N- N- yeah, you said expose ourselves. I know. <laughs> no time for that now, Lois. <laughs> All righty. Uh, hello, everybody. We hope we find you safe and well and your family as also-ish too.
1: And that you're not too, too crazy from the cabin fever.
0: We're going to give you something to occupy two of the 40,000 hours that you have to occupy here for the next week or so. <laughs> Good news for you, honey. You'll get to see a lot more of me in the coming weeks.
1: Is that good news? Oh, it's good news is for you. Good, oh, yeah.
0: Good news. Everybody loves to hang around me.
1: <laughs> Our offices are too close together for us to be home all the time.
0: What? There's a wall in between us. <laughs> a closet. The difference is that in your office, you're being productive in my office. I'm, yeah, I hear um, you shooting things. That's not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, the good news is I have next Friday off for Good Friday, so then we. Oh no, can Easter's canceled. I, Easter's canceled. I don't care if Easter's canceled. Good I am Friday. not working. I am not working on Friday at all.
0: Well, wait a minute. Why do you get a day off?
1: Because a uh, cuz.
0: Oh okay. And we made it a minute fifty four before the cat decided he needed to be on the table. Hasn't been on the table for three days. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a giant ass! So. Oh, um,
1: he's so cute though.
0: Okay. Yeah, he's really cute at four in the morning when he knows how I lay. <laughs> and he finds my bladder with his launch from the floor. Thanks, buddy. Thanks a lot.
1: Yeah, he's been waking me up at like three o'clock consistently the past four nights. So All right. I don't know what that's about.
0: So do you have any corrections department that you need to do for the expendables?
1: I don't think so. Um I mean I think
0: we should talk about the expendables for another forty five minutes.
1: We no <laughs> <laughs> I think we've talked about the expendables. I enough. don't want
0: to talk about fun stuff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i don't think so i don't if if i because i think i only listened to the episode once so i'm not i don't really think that there's anything that
0: <laughs> the only thing i caught was i said schwarzenegger a couple times when i meant stallone but eh, it, it happens it, it, yeah it does you
1: know that was my unforgiven where's the housekeeper bill and bob i know? have to have sex
0: with the housekeeper
1: <laughs> with the nanny every moment that i'm <laughs> not having sex with
0: the housekeeper people in the future are dying <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come with me if you want to bang. Stole, stole yeah. that from a
0: uh, Family Guy. <laughs> the Guys that work with me have, have been saying nothing but that all week long. I don't know why, but it's just so hysterical when they just out of nowhere do it. Okay. So, so we'll move right on to this week's selection. Selection. Selec- selection. You said little monsters last week, mm-hmm. and I, I, uh, my heart stopped like three beats because I thought you were talking about the like 1984, 88, Fred Savage, Howie Mandel. It's eighty
1: nine, I, I believe. W- whatever, it, yeah.
0: it doesn't matter. It was not good, um, <laughs> a, a movie. But you were talking about the two thousand nineteen. Uh, it's basically an independent film, uh, yeah. Little monsters with Lupita Nyong'o, and then Josh Gad was the only other person in it that anybody should know from anything.
1: Yeah, it's um, on a Hulu. It's a Hulu original, so it's.
0: Well, it was made. It was made, and then picked up. The distrib- distribution rights were bought by Hulu. But we'll get for Huluween, Yeah, we'll we'll get into that later. Uh, because you decided that um, you had to do exactly what I got to do last <laughs> week. And we had to do two movies.
1: We're bored. There's no, nothing else to you're do. you're bored.
0: I have things to do. <laughs> there are lots of stuff on that TV that has to be shot. And there's beers in the fridge. Um, and so you had us watch uh, The Girl with All the Gifts.
1: Yes, a 2016 uh, UK um, science fiction horror film.
0: yeah. Um, and you were like, you know what we should watch since we watched Little Monsters, we should watch The Girl with All the Gifts because it's right along the same vein and it's it's fun.
1: I didn't say it was fun. <laughs> I didn't say that. I, I mean they do have you're some lucky I, similarities. You have There yeah, are
0: zero similarities.
1: There are zombies, there are children, and there is an army component to both of those films. So just throwing Kevin Bacon, and you know,
0: wow. There's an army <laughs> component. Uh, well, there is. Um, okay.
1: And little monsters—that's the army that creates the zombies—and then in little—and the girl with all the gifts—it's the army that's trying to. Okay. Retain the second generation of the zombies.
0: You said you wanted to talk about the girl with all the gifts first.
1: Yeah, because I know you didn't like the girl with
0: all the gifts. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Spoilers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
0: We, there's a process here, and I'm if sorry. we and if we allow the I'm process sorry. to break I, down,
1: I breached protocol.
0: Life will probably <laughs> cease to end as we know it. We'll have to stay at home all the time. Um, okay, so why'd you have me watch uh, the girl with all the gifts?
1: Um, I had been hearing about this movie for a long time, and I heard it was really good. And it's definitely um, zombies can be done in so many ways. So when somebody comes up with a un- not a unique way, but kind of a different way to present. Zombies. Um, I find it interesting. Uh, so I've wanted to see this for a long time. Um, I figured we, since we tied into last week, we can tie in to this week because what else are people doing these days but watching TV? Um, but I just thought it was uh it was a, good it, it, it interests me. It's a kind of movie that interests me. So I figured I'd take you along for the ride. I know, Kitty.
0: Okay. I, I thank you. I guess. Um. <laughs> See, we watched two movies last week because it was Expendables and Expendable Two. Yeah, I get it. Okay, that that this doesn't this wasn't the same thing. Two zombie movies. We could have watched Shaun of the Dead and Dawn of the Dead because they both have dead in the title.
1: And Shaun runs with Dawn.
0: Okay, maybe.
1: I just think that also. I mean, little Which monsters. Is- little monsters for what it was. There's there's not a whole lot to to, to no, dig into, no, so there, I figured we'd really give us isn't. some more content to talk about here.
0: There really isn't. Um, okay, so uh, d- Girl with All the Gifts, run it down for us.
1: Girl with All the Gifts,
0: okay. Um, this
1: the summary for Little Monsters is going to be much shorter, I, I believe, so let's, let's strap in for the Girl with All the Gifts. The Girl with All the Gifts is a 2016 British apocalyptic science fiction horror film directed by Colm McCarthy, and written by Mike Carey based on his 2014 novel of the same name. In this world, humanity has been ravaged by a fungal disease, a mutation of cordyceps. The infected turn fast, and they turn into mindless flesh eaters, referred to as the hungries. Mankind's only hope is a small group of hybrid, second-generation children who crave living flesh but didn't retain the ability to think and learn. These children are imprisoned by a group of soldiers led by Sergeant Eddie Parks and go to school at an army base where they are experimented on by Dr. Carolyn Caldwell. Helen Justino is responsible for educating and studying the children. Among them is an exceptional girl named Melanie. Melanie gets brought into the lab by Caldwell to be experimented on for a cure for the disease when the base is overrun by hungries and the lab is breached. Melanie escapes and wanders outside. She sees two soldiers trying to restrain Helen. She attacks and bites humans for the first time to save Helen. In the aftermath, Helen grabs Melanie and jumps aboard an escaping truck with Parks, Caldwell, and two surviving soldiers, Kieran Gallagher and Dylan. The soldiers want to shoot Melanie, but Helen and Dr. Caldwell want to keep her alive for different reasons. After the truck breaks down and Dylan gets bit during an attack, Melanie proves herself useful as they navigate through a mass of hungries in London, as they cannot detect her. As they progress toward London, they come across a mass of infected bodies encircling an overgrown BT tower. The fungal growth contains seed pods, which, if released, could end mankind. They take shelter in a mobile laboratory, Coldware is injured, and she reasons that she can save the human race by sacrificing Melanie to complete her vaccine research. When Kieran goes to forage for food, Melanie also goes out in search of meat. After she is satiated, she spies a tribe of feral children who are like her, and realizes quickly that they are hunting Kieran. She gathers Helen and Parks to go in search of Kieran before the children find him, but they are too late. To protect Helen and Parks, Melanie shows a display of dominance by viciously attacking the tribe's leader. The three seek safety in the lab, only to be gassed by Dr. Car- Caldwell, so she can have Melanie's, use Melanie's brain and spinal cord to make the vaccine. However, an awake Melanie confronts Caldwell and gets her to admit that even she believes in Melanie's humanity. Melanie comes to realization that her kind is the only hope for the future. She escapes, sealing the three humans in the lab, and sets the towering seed structure on, on fire causing an immense cloud of airborne spores. Caldwell breaks out and chases her, but is killed by the tribe of children, and Park leaves leaves the lab in search of Melanie, but becomes infected by spores. Park hands Melanie a gun and tearfully asks her to shoot him as as he turns. The only human left is Helen, and she must face the rest of her life to being confined in the lab and teaching the children from the base and the feral tribe who are closely supervised by Melanie. The film stars Gemma Arrington as Helen Justino, Patty Constantine as Sergeant Eddie Parks, Glenn Close as Dr. Carolyn Caldwell, Sunia Nua as Melanie, and Faseo Akinande as Private Kieran Gallagher. All right.
0: I, I I think we're good. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, okay, so when you started to watch this movie, um, what did you think it was going to be about? What was it, What were your expectations? Honestly,
0: I thought it was going to be... <laughs> this is going to be like a family guy answer. Oh, no. And Lois, Lois <laughs> I thought she was going to be like a ninja and stuff. <laughs> I thought she was going to be like a savior that was going to save the humans because she was... I don't know, mutated or something, and I don't know. I I, I really didn't know. I've n- I'd never heard of this movie. Mm-hmm. I take that back. I had heard of this movie, but I didn't know anything about it. So I I really didn't know what to expect. I thought she was going to be like, what was that movie that that came out a while ago? My My Name Is Seven or something like that, where he was like, uh, I can't just. I, I, I'm rambling. I thought she was going to have some powers that were going to rescue people from the ninjas. That's what I thought. Or from rescue the, was, <laughs> the ninjas, rescue the ninjas the ninja from the zombies. zombies. Yes. Yeah. And also, he's a ninja. <laughs> um, so I, I wasn't. Um, I, I don't. I don't know. I, that's that's basically it. I thought it was going to be some type of, you know, she rescues him type thing. Um, I quickly was uh, found out I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um. Go ahead. Ask me the next question.
1: So, the next question would be: um, What did you think of the movie?
0: Did I like the movie?
1: Did you like it? Did you not like it?
0: I. That's a hard question for me to answer because this week was a little rough.
1: Yeah, it's been. It was probably not the best. It was.
0: It was. Well, no, it was just the wrong day. (laughs) We've been we've been going through this whole thing, knowing that you know what I do is considered essential. And we were not anticipating having any layoffs or not working. Um, and we made the decision that day that we needed to do it for safety's sake, especially since as as an electrician the business is dwindling. We had a lot of cancellations. So I was really, really stressing money. Really stressing money. Um it, it's I don't I, I thought the movie was good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I didn't like it. I don't. I don't know if I can say that any differently. I I don't like watching movies that are, in my opinion, Debbie Downers at the end. Okay. I, I this movie is a little bit of a downer. Yes, at the end there's hope, and you know, for the second generation. But you know what? Fuck them. I want to live. <laughs> um, the movie is incredibly well done. Mm-hmm. Everything about it—the acting, the dialogue, uh, the script. Uh, the action sequences, the special effects—it's—it's it's incredibly well done. It just did not. I was like, man, this is okay. This is this is creepy. This is good. At the end, I was like, fuck this movie. That's that's a that's eventually. What was the other movie we watched that we've done that I said that Gone at the Girl. end? Oh, Gone Girl. Yeah, I was like, fuck this movie. Um, I, I think that if you like something that's different, you'll really like this. This movie was it was. It had enough action that it kept you involved, but there was enough drama that you could have the actors, you know, sell it. Mm-hmm. And and it was also creepy when it wanted to be creepy, but oh, it yeah. but it wasn't a creepy movie. It just had some sequences that you were like, oh my, oh fuck,
1: tense. It was tense. No, um, yeah, yeah, yeah
0: creep, yeah, tense. I give you tense, creepy to me because it was something that you've never, I've never seen done in a zombie movie or a zombie show before. Um the couple of things they did, uh, I'll I'll, pull, I'll call out the scene where they're walking through, yeah, the zombies, mm-hmm. and they're just being quiet and they have the blocker on, and you know typically in the zombie movies, the only the only time we've ever seen anything like that was that one episode of The Walking Dead where they cover themselves in, in, the, in, in the guts, yeah. yeah. Um, I was very surprised to see someone like Glenn close Glenn Close in this movie, who's a, a very good actress, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she, it might probably was a uh, labor of love for her, but I, I can't say anything bad about it, but I just, it just didn't,
1: you, you make, don't like those kind of endings. I don't. Yeah.
0: Uh, you know, I called out to you city of angels with, um, yep. with, uh, Nicholas Cage and Meg Ryan. If, if anybody's never seen it, sorry, spoilers. The movie's like 25 years old. Get over it. He's an angel. He falls in love with a woman who's a doctor, Meg Ryan. He goes to uh, whoever's running heaven at the time, not God, but like the head angel, and he says, "I want to, I want to leave heaven." So they tell him, "Okay, that's great, but when you do this, you can never come back." And he's like, "You got." So the whole movie is about him trying to do what he's got to do. He falls from heaven. He goes to see her. She's riding home from her bike, or from her, from work on a bicycle. She gets hit by a car and killed. No, no. Let me say it one more time. No. I don't need that movie. I don't need that movie. <laughs> that's not that's not why I watch movies. I don't need movies to depress me because I have everyday life to do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I'll get into the ending, I guess, a little bit later because there, there's a couple of ways, I guess, you can argue that ending. Um, and there are some things that were in the book that were never put in the movie for whatever reason or another. And this is really interesting because the book and the movie were written... At the same time. Okay. Um, So the fact that um, there are some roving packs of, I think they call them junkers in the book, uh, which are humans that are just basically survivalists and they are just...
0: They're out for themselves.
1: Out for for themselves and they're really not interested in trying to rebuild or, or do anything like that. And that would color a little bit of Melanie's decision at the end as well. They're, um, yeah,
0: they're a lot like the uh, the group in The Walking Dead from Terminus. Mm-hmm. They're the cannibals. I
1: don't know if they're cannibals. No, no. In, oh. in Terminus,
0: they were eating humans yeah. because they didn't want to starve, but they were they didn't give a shit about anybody except themselves. Right. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Um, yeah. So um, that's you know that's something that is I what I do what I did like about this film is the way you are immersed in it. It keeps you guessing, and I think it does a very good job at. Um, it's exposition because it, it it happens like a little bit at a time all the way throughout the movie. So you're yeah. trying to piece this together.
0: It's extremely well written.
1: Because, you know, the first thing you see, because this is told from Melanie's point of view, um, you're that's the, the character you're sticking with the entire time. So you start the movie in Melanie's cell and it's, she's about a 10-year-old girl? Um,
0: yeah, she's probably a little older than 10. Yeah. Maybe um, 12. Maybe. She was pretty tall.
1: Hmm. Um, I think in the book she's about 10 or something like that, but you... I can, you know what? She's, I can I can give you 10. She's locked up. Um, you know, they start their morning drills, and she gets out of her cot, puts on her little jumpsuit, and sits in a, this wheelchair with straps on it, and she straps her feet, and she patiently waits for the soldiers to strap her in, the rest of her, restrain her head, restrain her arms. Um, you never see, well, not that you never see, but you rarely see any resentfulness over her predicament. Um, she's very, very polite. She's very, very compliant. Um, so, you know, you're, it, I think it shakes you, you know, from your, from your personal perspective, cause you're like, why are they treating this little girl like this? And why is she so? You know, <laughs> but you know, this is her life. This is what she grew up with and and as they kind of roll things out her as far as her character development concerns, I think they just did a really, really good job um, being invested in in what it is she is, what what it is she she can do, um, her mental acuity, um you know, you've got the perspective of Glenn Close's character looking at her as this is just a human body taken over by this fungus and she's really not human to coming to believe that she is human. And with Parks, it's looking at her as a monster and then learning to respect her for the things that she can bring to the group. Um, So it's, it's a nice, they have some really nice progressions in the story and that's what I liked about it.
0: There's a lot of things that you don't see coming If you've never seen it before, um, you know, I mean, you you, you obviously know something's off right at the beginning when she's in a cell and they put her in that chair and they've locked her up. You don't really quite know what's going on. The moment that he uh, parks, Mm. says, don't you realize what she is? And he spits on his arm and he wipes the blocker off and the kid starts freaking out and going after him. That was super creepy. Yeah. Um,
1: Because all the kids on that side of the room were just chomping their jaws and just. Yeah, Duh. it was yeah, yeah.
0: The look the look that they was it was super it, it was it was really it was really well done. They they I thought it was a little too convenient that at the beginning we just meet them and now all of a sudden they're being overrun. I mean, this base has been here for how long? We're supposed to believe that they've been they've had these kids for 10, 12 years and now they're being you, you know what I mean? It just—I know that it's part of the story, but I'm like, okay, you could have probably protected it a little bit better than Chain Link Fence, especially since you're—you know—I mm. I, some things I was—I had to throw the bullshit flag on, but uh, eh, okay, I mean, it's—it's easy enough to let some stuff go. Um, I liked—I liked the way that they developed the little girl. Yeah. Uh. It, she was legitimately a little girl except that she wasn't a vegan. <laughs> basically it. She was she didn't have to eat human. No, she I didn't I mean she didn't have to eat people, she just had to eat meat. Right. So I mean suck down a T bone girl and let's roll. <laughs> um Uh there were a couple things that we threw the bullshit flag on. Uh the one was when they were describing where these babies came from and what the basically essentially what they were saying was that there was a, uh, a maternity ward at a hospital where mm-hmm. they feel that all the mothers got infected at once and the babies ate their way out of the mothers. The uterus, yeah. The uterus. And you looked at me and said, huh, how'd they do that with no teeth? <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. again, maybe sometimes you just got to let shit go. I get it. Um, I That would explain why they were all basically the same age. Mm-hmm. That would explain why they were different colors, why they were different uh, sex, why they were different uh, mental capabilities. Right. I don't get the name The Girl with All the Gifts.
1: Well, The Girl with All the Gifts, I think, um, there's there's a few interpretations of it. One of the things that keeps repeating itself um, in the script um, is... Uh, the theme of of the myth of pandora mm-hmm. um so that probably has a lot yeah, they to bring do that with one it pretty quick yeah so um the other thing is that she is extraordinarily gifted in a lot of ways she's um because of her um in the, because of being infected by this cordyceps she's faster she's pretty damn strong she's sm- super smart too i mean so she's got a lot of qualities that you know you would consider her gifted um so there's a there's a few things there plus okay. it's plus it's the you know at the end and you're probably going to argue against this but when she sets the the pod's stock on fire um you know she is basically st- starting the hope for the new breed of human
0: i see i see what they're going after i'm not gonna argue against it i just don't like it you know what i mean i mean that's like saying well you know what hey hey everybody our kids are smarter than us Um, we had a good run let's go ahead and tie a concrete block to our ankle and let them throw us off a bridge i mean (laughs) you're right we had you know you know what i mean right especially when you've had kind of a shit day um i i i i will totally allow that i think that The way that they set her up, she was, uh, God's gift. I I don't know, I don't know how to say it, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but I think that the whole thing with the myth of Pandora is when you know Pandora was sent as a gift from the gods to somebody that was
0: Pandora wasn't a gift, (laughs) she was mean.
1: (laughs) Well, she was sent to be a a wife of, of someone, uh. It's like the brother of Sisyphus, or something like that.
0: So he was the one that was the used car salesman, right?
1: Yeah, maybe. Okay. Um, so. Thanks for playing. Along. <laughs> You're welcome. So, she, you know, the gods gave her a wedding gift of this box. It's beautiful box, but she she couldn't open it, and her curiosity got the better of her. And when she opened the box just to look, all the evils of the that were going to infest the world came out. That on the bottom of the box was hope. Um, So again, if she's the last hope, then...
0: That sounds like something that the government would give people. (laughs) (laughs) They would. Here's all this bad stuff, but here's a $1,200 stimulus check.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And wear a bandana so it doesn't get you. Yeah. Yeah. um, So, yeah.
0: (laughs) No, I I get that. And she was the hope for the world, not for the human race. She was the hope for the world. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I get that. But yeah. I'm the human race, so I don't. But she's necess- the next generation. Well, of human you know race. what I. You know what I'm just fine with my generation Xbox that I have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need the next generation just yet. <laughs>
1: well, here's the thing. I mean, let's think about it. Um, they don't know how many other humans are out there um, because they didn't run into any of these junkers or any stuff like that, right? They, it could have just been them. You don't know, and even if, because um, the thing we we didn't say here is. Um, You know, we said she that Doctor Caldwell was hurt, like because she gets her hand gets cut during the zombie attack on the on the lab, Uh Um, and she's in sepsis, right? Sepsis. Sepsis. Okay, Um, so she's gonna die. So she's struggling to do this. So, a, we don't know if it would have worked. B, even if it had worked, there are only two other people there. How the hell are they gonna get it out to the rest of humanity? The radios weren't working. They were bar- barely getting through to they other were gonna, people. They were
0: going to be quiet and walk through the zombies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they ran on a blocker, didn't no, they? I, I, um,
0: <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I understand where you're coming from, and I'm not arguing that. I get it. It just It's not it's not what I like. Yeah, That would be like watching Tommy Boy, and mm-hmm. at the end, he doesn't sell the brake pads, and Callahan Art of Parts goes out of business.
1: I, I think it would have been um, worse if you weren't getting Melanie as the point of view and you were coming from the p- complete point of view of Dr. Caldwell. I agree. Then it would have been like, "Oh, shit." Knowing you know? <laughs> knowing about
0: the Junkers now, I think that that's stupid that they cut that out. Yeah, I don't I, know why. I, I don't know if it was been, budget or what it was. Well, it's the it's I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's we we have this discussion all the time about why would you cut that? Why would you cut that? That's, you know, why the just put the director's version out. Uh, I, I cuz she Nothing bad happens to her Mm-mm. from the humans that she's with, other than she finds out that Caldwell is willing to kill her to find the cure.
1: Mm-hmm. And even and, then, and she, she, go ahead. I'm sorry. It, it, but even then, I think she was considering it, but I think she was also weighing, because you could see her kind of weighing and assessing what her options were.
0: She was considering it because she wanted to be able to save humankind. But then when she found out that she was not just a fungus, mm-hmm. that she was humankind, mm-hmm. then she changed her mind. Right. Knowing,
1: so why, why should we die for you? Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, because you're 10 and I have a gun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, the other, inter- I mean, but, but before before I go on to the, the other interesting thing that, that happens that, kind of set you up for that double whammy at the, or the, the, the betrayal, I guess that you felt at the end. Um, but I'm going to go back. Cause we were talking about the babies eating their way out of the womb, which probably wouldn't happen. Although we don't know how this um, symbiosis with the cordyceps would have worked, but yeah, without teeth, it's kind of hard to cut through flesh. Um, in the book, these babies are a result of infected. They, they were actually birthed. They weren't, you know they didn't they didn't have that part but I think some zombie love zombie loving probably was a little bit too much for maybe you know I don't know <laughs> and you um so there's there a part oh
0: god could you imagine the foreplay <laughs> oh, <God>. things <laughs> falling off hurry up and get over here before my thing falls off <laughs> we gotta get this done <laughs> <laughs>
1: gross <laughs> um so there is a there is a um a part where they are in the lab because you're in yeah not in the lab but you're in the base and you're in the base for a good amount of time so you're kind of getting to know what the day-to-day is like um so every night um Caldwell p- pays a visit to melanie um and talks to her through through her door um to assess her mental IQ and you know she's trying to still figure out whether she's fully human or it's just the the in, the invasion in her body that's kind of mimicking human interaction and during one of these talks she asked her to pick a number between i don't know 4 and something yeah she you said know, 1 and 20 1 and 20 and she said 13 and the next day while she is being wheeled by the soldier to her classroom she notices that door 13 does, is not open. So she's wondering where that kid went. And she quickly puts it together. So the next night, even before she finishes the sentence, she says four. And she knows four is her number. Yep. So is that her sacrificing her, herself so she doesn't have to feel the way she feels that some, something happened to somebody else? Or did she do it because she was curious?
0: I think she did it because she didn't want anybody else Excuse me, to be hurt because of her like, decisions.
1: So that set her up as a potential savior for the end of this film. It just didn't play out the way yeah we well, would have expected it to.
0: Even when she saved the teacher mm-hmm. by chomping on the two uh, soldiers, mm-hmm. she um, she apologized afterwards. Mm-hmm. She's like, "I did, I did a bad thing." Yeah, she like, did a bad thing,
1: mm-hmm. and she does. She fights her instinct because when she. She does get hungry and she needs to feed. She, You can see her trying to restrain herself so she doesn't hurt the people around her. And even at the end, when she goes to do the set the pods on fire, she makes sure that all three of them who are, who's left, so that's Parks, Helen, and Dr. Caldwell, are sealed in that lab so they don't get infected. She had never intend, intended for any of them to die. She just wanted, you know what I mean? Yeah. She, uh, so it's... It's interesting. It's not black and white, definitely. So um, well, it was. It
0: was in color. <laughs> it was 2016. <laughs>
1: duh. Anywho, so I think it's interesting too that the three women in this film—so um, Dr. Caldwell, Helen Justino, and Melanie—how um, they balance each other out because you have. Glenn, you know, Glenn Close's character who's a scientist trying to, you know she's very single minded she wants to find a cure for this that's what's driving her now her motivations behind that you know are probably not 100% altruistic I think it's an, probably an ego thing for her but she's very scientific minded and then you have Helen Justino who is a psychologist who's teaching these children and, and kind of watching the children and studying them um, who's very much got a lot of heart. And those two really are what Melanie, you know, those two strengths are things that Melanie has, right? She's got a deep curiosity, but she's also very much, she has a capacity for love and has a capacity to empathize because as you know, she, she takes a liking to um, Kieran. Um, and once she, figures out that the tribe of children are hunting him. She, you know, she takes quick action. So there is, you know, there's definitely more humanity to her than what Dr. Caldwell even even thought. So, yes. it's, you know, it's, it's interesting. And they're
0: probably getting at the fact that it's going to be a reboot of Civilization where goodness and stuff are what, you know, are touted or practiced mm-hmm. or whatnot I, I i guess i i don't know sure well
1: i mean this we don't know why this this they didn't really say why this fungus kind of mutated and occurred because this this actually this fungus is kind of it's it's they they kind of took this fungus based in reality there is a cordyceps um type of fungus that takes over ants Mm-hmm. So if it can't grow anymore, it'll infect into an ant, and the and the ant will go to a, a better place, and then kind of uh, where where this fungus can thrive, um, attach itself onto a branch, and stay there until it dies, and then the fungus grows out of it
0: and turns into spores mm-hmm. that become airborne, so it can help attach. Uh, yeah,
1: right, exactly. But I I don't. There was no heavy handed you know, we did this, you, we did this, you ruined it. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, So that's, you know what I mean? Whether that was caused by humans or not, but at some point.
0: I thought, um, I thought there were a handful of things that I didn't like how they handled them. One of them was the feral kids. Okay. Um, very very lord of the flies very uh yeah i'll give them that you said that they were smart enough that they could learn that they could trap them by by you know having them come with the um with the food mm-hmm. but um it was obvious that from that town that they'd been in that there hadn't been anything to eat for months mm-hmm. years maybe so how were they still alive yeah, what were they were, eating
1: they were eating rats and they were eating birds like melanie ate a bird um, okay. when she found them. So they were probably... Probably should have saved
0: this for I have I have questions.
1: Yeah. I mean, because you... I have questions. Because <laughs> <laughs> when they trap him, cause, and and that was kind of immediate because he's walking down the street, he sees a candy, picks one up, and then he goes down to the front, and like, ooh, wait, ooh,
0: ooh. <laughs> what a dipshit. What a dipshit. Hey, I'm in the middle of the apocalypse. Oh, my God. Ooh, found, I, a I, found a piece of candy. Found piece candy. a piece of candy. <laughs> hey, dummy.
1: Reese's Pieces, ooh. Um... So you knew they were setting as a trap, but when that one kid, the the way that they went in, it was a coordinated effort because first it's just one little kid. He's got a rat and he's extending the rat out to Kieran. Mm -hmm. So obviously, you know, and then the rest, and then they kind of went at him like wolves, you know, because when they got, they surrounded him, two of them ran and kind of got him at the kneecaps and the back of the the knees and all that to, to make him fall over. So it was, that was scary, that was, you know, little kids attacking human, uh, adult humans is frightening. That's like <laughs> one
0: of my favorite parts. Was it? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was good. It was creepy.
1: <laughs> but that's so, it, it was, you know, interesting that they kind of went into that, that tribal mode. Now, how how they, uh, okay, I'll save it till save it till I have questions.
0: Yeah, save it till you have questions. I'll save God. it.
1: I will save it. Um, so this movie is going to have a sequel. Um, I don't think Melanie's going to play a huge role in it.
0: A sequel or a prequel?
1: Um, I believe... Because the writer
0: wrote a prequel. It's called A Boy on a Bridge.
1: Okay, so it's going to have a prequel. Okay. <laughs> the Boy on a Bridge, yeah. 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 It
0: starts out, um, apparently the, the thought process is it's earlier and well before this where the boy is... Uh, infected, and they're trying to save him to figure out what's going on, or some crap like that, I guess. So, yeah, yeah. yeah he wrote it like the year after. Uh, the, the writer actually makes a cameo in the movie, he does it's one of the zombies when they're at the very beginning, when they're up against the fence and they're shooting him. He's the one in the blue sweater.
1: Oh, now I have to watch it again. No,
0: I know. Yeah, well, enjoy, <laughs> enjoy. And you're paying the four dollars this time. <laughs>
1: huh okay um so do you have a uh, box office or you want to get into i have questions
0: yeah box office was really weak on this uh, it was not released domestically mm-hmm. actually it's not weak it made four million eighty six dollars four million eighty six thousand and ninety six dollars did i say that right yeah yeah six thousand and ninety six dollars uh, it was not released in the united states it was released mostly in the in the uk mm-hmm. and uh, uh several other places uh there was no budget uh there's not a lot of trivia associated with this uh the only piece of trivia that i really ran across was that glenn close's sister mm-hmm. is a huge fan of zombie movies ah. um she is in the movie uh it's when they're walking through the city and there's a part where glenn close like stops and really looks at one of the zombies that's her sister. She called her the moment she accepted the role, and they flew her in from England so that she could, uh, so that she could be in the movie. Uh, uh, as far as the that's other, that's cool. Yeah, that's really as, cool. As far as the other trivia, there's not a lot to it. A couple of cameos by like the writer and the director, stuff like that. Nothing, nothing major. But it was a very, it was a very low budget movie mm-hmm. uh, that did, like I said, didn't get any release or. Uh, no marketing or anything Um, it's surprising it's a good movie it it got a lot of critical acclaim as it should have Uh, but uh, there's just not being released as hold hold on I have to stop because apparently the cat takes precedence to my life
1: no no that's okay I just didn't want him jumping on your back and then you yelling into the microphone like the time he got my foot
0: I know where the edit button is (laughs) Um, so that's that's it um
1: well, the the difference one of the differences in the in the book with the movie is they kind of flipped um, races of the characters. Yes, um, they did. Miss Justino was um, was a person of color, and and Melanie was white. So they flipped it that way, which I think is kind of interesting. Gives the film a little bit more context too, um, a little subtext. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you did that. Uh, questions? Do you have questions?
0: I only had the one.
1: Okay. The question that I have, though, is, okay, you talk about these feral children. You have to wonder, and, and maybe this answers our questions about the babies eating their way out of the womb, is Um, how did they survive as infants? You know? <laughs> how? Uh,
0: I, I agree. How? <laughs> they, did, they had to crawl across the floor before they were able to crawl? Maybe. Uh, I Maybe that's st-
1: why they have the superhuman strength that they do. It's the, the, the,
0: I didn't see that they the had... The
1: fungus's will to live. Uh, I don't know. I didn't
0: see that they had superhuman strength. Did you?
1: Um. No, I saw Melanie. Melanie ran pretty damn quick for... Well... Yeah. You know.
0: It doesn't. That doesn't give them superhuman strength. I mean, running fast is one thing. I, I don't think that they were exceptional as humans or anything like that. Maybe... I mean, uh, I think they were just able to overtake him based on sheer numbers. I never saw her. I mean, she wasn't super strong. She couldn't rip stuff apart. She couldn't rip handcuffs off. She couldn't throw doors open, stuff like that. Right. Maybe they ran better because, you know, they didn't have to worry about a heartbeat. I don't know. Yeah. But... she was was able to
1: hold her breath for a very long time too because when she got when she got gassed by Dr. Caldwell she
0: she doesn't breathe as much uh, that was what she said it wasn't mm -hmm. that she held her breath it was that she doesn't breathe as much as normal people because the fungus helps produce oxygen for the brain Mm -hmm. the the way that they had these these, the hungries and calling them hungries is cool the way they had them run in this movie was super creepy
1: hungry hippos
0: no there were no hippos okay but that's very funny thank you the um The way they ran, they ran like with their arms by their sides. Like like Tina Belcher?
1: Yes, exactly (laughs) like Tina Belcher.
0: (laughs) Nice catch. Very nice. Um, You got three favorite moments? You want me to do mine?
1: Um, Yeah, I do. Um, We probably have some of the same moments. Um, The scene when they first...
0: Hand me that remote.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. The scene when they first get into London... um, is pretty intense as far as because, you know, part of what happens with this infection is um, they lay dormant when there's not anything, any prey around to, to attack. Um, And part of that is if they die over time that they would then come together and grow into this pod type thing. Um, So, when they're walking through London, it's they do this kind of God's eye shot of the environment that they're in and you just see all these people, not people, hungries standing around and it just makes you hold your breath because you're like, holy shit, they have to walk through all of that without, you know, and the first thing that I could think of, you know, I would be dead in a second because my big fat, Tootie would probably, you know, knock someone over unexpectedly. <laughs> and See, that I can tell is you. I can tell end. you
0: and I can tell you what would kill me. We'd be like, we're like, we're walking. We're walking. St- we're walking. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought you <laughs> I thought you were gonna say you stubbed your toe and then you
0: start swearing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> God damn yeah,
0: Let a big old fart out. Not but only that- not only will they hear it, they'll smell it.
1: <laughs> but that scene was pretty cool. That uh, scene was really cool. It was it was pretty cool, so like that. Um, there is a point, um, as I was as I said, that through the film, because Melanie becomes very very useful to them because she can kind of get in and out of situations. Um, she's she, like a ninja. She she's small. She can get through. You know, she can get in in and out. Um, because she is infected, the Hungries don't detect her and will not chase her so she kind of helps like um do the forerunning to see what the best route is and and helping them get out of situations and moving hungries away we won't talk about no we'll 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 say because i didn't say it It's like a a cat gets eaten if if you're into that to be fair we don't
0: see her eat the cat we just see her grab a cat and then she's eating something yeah exactly okay
1: Um, she also uses a a small dog to kind of divert a bunch of people away and stuff like that. So if you're sensitive to that stuff, which I said was really funny (laughs) because we're
0: watching this movie and in the first half hour when the base gets overrun, you see these zombies just chowing on people, biting their neck, ripping them out. (laughs) Not a word. And then you see, you see a cat and you're like, oh no, oh no, oh no.
1: (laughs) Poor kitties. Anywho, so um, Mel, get, Back to what I was saying Melanie is has been useful to them and she kind of proves to Parks that she's not a, a threat as long as they keep her fed um, and the thing I think that you know once once they come back from saving Kieran and they get into the lab and they look up and there's Dr. Gallagher wearing a gas mask and go, is going to gas him the first thing he says is oh no so it's like he does not want this to happen either. Yeah. Um, so that whole growing respect for her throughout this is is a really great part of that movie. But that moment right there, I'm like, he's on her side. Yep. Um, and then the third is uh, these kids do not get treated well by the soldiers because they do think the monsters. They call them a bunch of names. They call them freaking abortions. They are, you know, they don't. You know they're they're treating them like the enemy and subhuman or non-human. Um, there's a point where, <clears throat> excuse me, um, they are the the humans are kind of trapped because they they took refuge in this hospital and in, in she needs to go out to try to find something to divert them. And this is the first time she is out completely on her own. So that little exploratory, Scene where she's open, you know, trying to see if doors are open, um, you know, trying to find stuff and stuff like that. So when she finally finds a door that opens and closes, I mean, she just takes such delight in doing it. But she's knocking on the door and saying the same things that the soldiers said to the kids and stuff like that. So it's just her kind of being a kid, but saying these awful things. And it's just a, it's an interesting scene. But it's fun to kind of see her get that freedom. um, Yep. So those I are agree. my three those are your three
0: mm-hmm. uh, my for my third one was when they were walking through the zombies just because it was so tense and it was creepy and the whole pushing the the, the baby cart yeah, the was like yeah that was creepy it was really weird um it was a really really great use of no sound and just my, my second one was when she fought the feral leader the kid that was the leader mm-hmm. it wasn't like a great fight scene or anything but it was just really smart on her part. To to say quick quick goat thinking here, mm-hmm. I um I'm going to show dominance over the leader, and then you guys are gonna you're gonna be you're gonna fear me. I, I think right. I I wonder what he did to show his dominance over them. I mean, did he beat him? You know you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's, but who knows? My favorite part of the movie, my, the coolest scene to me, was when they were in the doctor's office and they were about to start experimenting on her, and then they realized that the base was breaking down. And the nurse's assistant went over to the door and started closing the roller door. Mm-hmm. And as the door was coming down, you could see through the windows. You could see the you zombies could see them running. You coming and they're running. And then, yeah. and then, it, that was creepy. And you're like, not going to make it. Not going to make it. Got to go faster. It was pretty. That was pretty. That was a pretty cool. Special effect.
1: Yeah, that that was pretty cool. The the part you were talking about where the where Melanie is is facing off against the leader of that the tribe of children, and she's she's giving. Helen and, and Parks, the instructions, like you said, like you don't look at them, don't look at them. You look at me, you look at me, and you act like you're scared of me. And Parks goes, "Act." Yeah, that was,
0: <laughs> there was some. I mean, there was some good dialogue in this. There it wasn't. It, there was no. They weren't trying to be funny. There was no moments where they th- really threw any levity, other than that no, right there, yeah. which is unusual. But uh, for a movie like that, you typically have a couple one liners. But I mean, again, it was re- it was really well done. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so uh, do we do we have anything else? Um, I oh. don't. I don't think so. Okay, so I'm gonna ask you um, one more question, and then we can take a break. Okay, how's that? Well, that sounds so, good. Um, uh, uh, so, <laughs> would you watch this movie? Would you watch this movie again? I, I don't think so. Okay.
0: Simply because of the ending. Yeah, I mean. I, I say that I wouldn't watch it. I, I I guess if it was on TV, I wouldn't turn it off. I don't know. I don't watch much on TV. I don't I don't know. It just I don't think there's always something about a movie that has rewatchability that makes you want to rewatch it. And I just don't know that this movie has it with me. I've seen it. I appreciate it. I'm not going to say I hated it. I just don't know that it's something. You know what I mean. Like we talked about, one cut of the dead. One cut of the dead, you can watch again because it's got some humor and it's got the t- turns and stuff like that. Or, uh, you know, even you know the super, just because it had some jokes or whatnot. I don't. I just don't know that this is something that I would. I. I. It just kind of. It's kind of like a, a downer. It's just a really d- kind of a depressing movie, and I, I get it. It is what it is, and it does it very well. Just don't think it's something that I would. I watch Expendables three. <laughs> okay. Again.
1: Oh, with that said then, I guess we take a break.
0: Okay, let's take a break. All righty. We'll take a break and um we'll go nowhere. Yay. Yo yo yo, what up? It's your boy Colby Mac host of the Colby Told Me Podcast. It's my whenever I want to deep dive with the Mac himself where I get to amplify my movie reviews for your listening pleasure. This is my 30 minutes or less solo pod, keeping it real with reviews, sometimes movie news, and an always dope box office breakdown. I'm the best subjectively objective film critic in the game, and when they ask you where you heard it from, you tell them Kobe told me. Peace. This week on Honey, you should. Oh wait, <laughs> we
1: already did that. We are back. Yeah, we're back. And now we get
0: to do the fun one. Yeah, the last one was fun. I mean, I don't want I don't want anybody to not watch it. I mean, no one should really give a shit what my opinion is anyway. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, I mean, if you, like okay. the, if you like, if you like, if you like zombie movies, unless we're talking about things that matter to me, and then you have to listen and you have to do what I say. <laughs> if you if you like zombie movies, I mean, this is definitely worth watching. You you might like the way it ends. You might like the story. Everything else might play out enough for you that you enjoy it. Don't don't not watch it because I I didn't like it. I it's it's it is a good movie it, and it had it had its moments. Its its elements, but
1: well, I mean, again, it's the point that you can appreciate the parts of that film, and even though it's something you wouldn't normally watch, that's yeah. the whole just the the show.
0: So. Let me paint you a picture. Okay, day. When we were kids, younger, we didn't have all the cable television shows, all the cable TV channels. So you had basically the, the big 3, you had ABC, CBS, NBC, mm-hmm. and you had PBS.
1: Listen up, children.
0: And then you had and then you had like um, the local channels. Yarp. Like here in Tampa Bay it was WTOG 44. And on WTOG 44 you had at one o'clock and two o'clock ish on Saturdays, you had Dr. Paul Bearer and he would do the creature feature. Okay. And he would play a horror movie. Mm-hmm. But it was like this was the eighties, early 80s, mid eighties. So you got like the 1950 version of the blob or you know, Godzilla versus Mothra. It wasn't it wasn't like Silence of the Lambs or you know, Dawn of the Dead or anything like that. So if the girl with all the gifts was the one o'clock creature feature show <laughs> little monsters was the ten thirty um cartoons that you watched before you got to the creature feature <laughs> because this movie was about being fun and it succeeded tremendously so um go ahead uh oh, oh. why why did you have me watch this movie
1: um I Again, this is kinda right up my alley. Um, it is a comedy, but you're taking you know there there are very few, in my opinion. I mean, Shaun of the Dead is the ultimate in my mind of a of, of, of a zombie comedy.
0: This is this, this is, is a Zom rom com. This is
1: a Zom rom com. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I know we've done zombie movies before because of one cut of the dead. Um so it's I don't know. I just I just thought it was it. It looked really fun. It it looked really interesting. Uh, you've got um, Napita Nip, Long, Longo, um, who is a hell of an actress. Um, you've got Josh Gad, who is funny, um, you know, and it's so I thought, OK, it's it's worth a it's worth a listen to. Did you ever see Indiana Watch.
0: Jones in the Last Crusade?
1: Yeah, I probably did.
0: Remember, oh, oh, you haven't seen that?
1: No, I've probably seen it.
0: No, no, you haven't seen that? I've seen it. Huh. You sure I don't need to write it down on my list? Don't write it down. Remember at the very end when Harrison Ford says, this is the cup of a carpenter's son, and the old knight said, you have chosen wisely.
1: You chose wisely. Ask me if I like this movie. <laughs> well, what did you expect?
0: That's my first I, I question. I don't know. Not Not what I got. Not where you got? Not, no.
1: What did you think you were going to get?
0: I thought I was going to get a more serious zombie movie where it was basically just like in Train to Busan, his goal was to get his daughter to the other city. Right. I thought this was going to be the goal was to get the kids back to like the army base or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I didn't expect. I didn't expect this silliness.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because we didn't even see zombies for like the first forty minutes of the movie. No,
1: yeah, it's so. Um, I have a lot of good things. No, no, I'm, me <laughs> the too. Observations.
0: So uh, absolutely, I, I did. I didn't. I mean, when you watch a movie that's a that's an original, mm-hmm. unless it's and, and they've got them all over Netflix and Hulu and and Amazon Prime and all that. Whenever you watch a movie that's an original and it hasn't gone through this marketing campaign or it's not a book, right, or a comic book or a superhero movie, you really don't know what to expect. Right, so you got to kind of watch it to to figure it out, which is, you know, uh, we talked about it with Amy and um, oh, doggone it, <laughs> Joe, <laughs> Joe with Amy and Joe about how do how do you know? You know, you're scanning through Amazon and you're like, what's this? I don't know. It, it could be really great. It could be a piece of garbage. Uh, the only thing you have to rely on is word of mouth. So I I didn't know what it was. I, I looked it up. It 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 does not have stellar reviews. No, it doesn't. It's like um. I think Hulu is like 5.9, or IMDb is like 5.9 or 6.2 out of 10. Really? Which, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's it's a D. This movie is well above a D. I just don't think they've got enough people that have thrown the numbers out there. But you don't know what to expect. You, you walk into it. I mean, I had, I had no idea that the lead character's mouth was going to be so foul. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was fucking hysterical. It was, it was just the, the things that he was saying and doing with the kid. I did not expect to be laughing as loud and as much as we did Yeah, because we really laughed a lot the first 30 minutes of this movie.
1: We did. We really did. So let, let me jump into the summary and then we can kind of dig into it a little bit more. Um, little Monsters, and we're not talking about the one with Fred Savage. We're talking about 2019, the zombie comedy film, zombie comedy film, written and directed by Abe Forsyth. Dave is a foul-mouthed, washed-up musician who goes through a rough breakup with his girlfriend and is forced to stay with his sister and her five-year-old son, Felix. While dropping Felix off to school, Dave meets Miss Caroline, Felix's kindergarten teacher, and is attracted to her. When one parent drops out from an upcoming field trip, Dave leaps at the chance to get near Miss Caroline. On the day of the field trip, Dave is upset to learn that the TV Children's television personality, Teddy McGiggle, is filming his show there, and that Miss Carolizen is, is engaged to someone else. Meanwhile, zombies break out of a US testing facility conveniently located next to the farm that the children are visiting. And they head straight for the farm. And during a tractor ride, the class is attacked by zombies and tries to escape. Uh, the, the group tries to escape, only to find the farm overrun with zombies. They try to get back to the bus, but find it's overrun, and then they try to seek shelter in a gift shop to find Teddy McGiggle locked in and refusing to let him in. Dave breaks in from the roof, beats up Teddy, and lets Miss Caroline and the kids in. There are a lot of obstacles to overcome during their time there, uh, such as Dave accidentally feeding Felix chips with dairy in them, which leads to a frantic run by Miss Caroline to retrieve Felix's EpiPen from the tractor. Additionally, they have to deal with an increasingly unstable McGiggles while trying to keep the kids calm and safe. Meanwhile, the military tries to bomb the gift shop and destroy the zombies to prevent an outbreak. Will Dave and Miss Caroline get everyone out alive and in time? So it stars Lupita Nyong'o as Miss Audrey Caroline. I made a mistake in pronouncing her name earlier, so whoops.
0: I'll let it slide.
1: Uh, Alexander England as David Anderson. Dave. Dave. Joss Gad as Nathan Schneider slash Teddy McGiggle, uh, Diesel Toraca as Felix, and Kat Stewart as Tess, his mom. So to me, this film is a fun, fun, fun romp. I don't think you can look at it any other way. With a lot of uncomfortable moments. It is innocent, and it's sweet, and it is raunchy at the same time. Let's, it's let's, a
0: great mix. It is. Let's start off like this. Your, one of your all-time favorites, like in your top five list, is Shaun of the Dead. Oh, yeah. Okay. And and it is, let's get right down to it. We talk about it on the other show. It's a perfect movie. Mm. There's nothing about Shaun of the Dead that I would change. Yeah. Nothing. There's nothing where you watch and you go, oh, that's horseshit, or oh, that's stupid. It's just a fun movie from start to finish. This movie is a low budget, under the radar, Shaun of the Dead. Mm -hmm. That to me is, it's not as good as Shaun of the Dead because Shaun of the Dead made the genre. Mm -hmm. But this movie, this movie is a perfect movie. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with this movie. It's, um, the dialogue is very good it's not it's not shakespeare okay um but there are some very very well-written jokes Mm -hmm. that you don't see coming yeah and one of them is early in the movie he's with his sister and he says something and the little boy goes um something along with what's a douche right he says douche and he goes what's a douche and the uncle says that's a something that women use to irrigate their vaginas. Right. And you're like, that's funny, right? Right. We're not going to hear that again. Whoa, whoa. Hold on.
1: (laughs) He said it in front of a kid. He says it in front of a kid. So the little girl
0: (laughs) at the end goes, what's a douche? And the little boy goes, well, it's something that ladies use to irrigate their vaginas (laughs) and you don't see it coming. And it's, it's perfect. And there are, there are dozens of those throughout this movie. Right. Um, there are sight gags that are perfect. Mm-hmm. There are language that is language jokes that are perfect. There is physical humor. There's good special effects. For a movie that has a budget this low, you'd be like, oh, it's just some guy with some makeup on his face. The zombies were realistic and believable. Um, there's... There's almost cutaway scenes in this movie. And right. when I say cutaway scene, I refer to the one scene where the zombie was eating the porcupine <laughs> as they walk by <laughs> and he drops the porcupine down and he's got these quills got all <laughs> stuck in his face. It's, it's so, there's so many things that they do right in this movie. Even if they do something wrong, mm-hmm. I, I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't see it. This movie was so much freaking fun.
1: I, th- there's a lot about the aesthetics to this movie too. It is bright. Everything happens in daylight. Yep, um, you know it's got a a child's aesthetic to it. Um, bright, happy sunshine. Um, Nupita Longo. As as um, oh, I did it again. Um, Lupita Niango. L- L- Lupita Niango. Lupita Niango. Got it. Okay. Um, I'll just, call just, her Miss... I'll just
0: call her Miss Caroline. Just say girl from Black Panther.
1: Um, <laughs> Miss Caroline is always like... She's like Mary Sunshine, right? She's bright yellow dress. Heels, you know, the the sunny disposition. She plays the ukulele. Son of a bitch. What?
0: I just caught one of the jokes in the movie. Okay. Sorry, I interrupted you. Now I know why he sang Sweet Caroline. Okay. <laughs> You How didn't get that. How fucking stupid <laughs> am I that I didn't even realize that he was sweet singing "Sweet Caroline" I was singing to Miss, Miss Caroline. Caroline.
1: That's he changed it to Miss Caroline. Um, so she, I must have been drunk. Maybe, maybe. Um, so that was great too. But uh, I'm as sorry. you said, I interrupt you. I'm so sorry. That's okay. As as you said, the craziness and and the uncomfortable jokes and and a lot of the raunchiness and stuff like that. They happen before the zombie outbreak even happens. Like even the opening credit sequence before you even like when they're flashing all the different production companies and stuff like that, all you hear is Dave and his girlfriend that he's about to break, you know, have a finally break up with fighting. So it's a sequence of them like in different situations, like at dinner with friends, at her birthday dinner with friends, um, in a store. Um, walking down the street in their apartment they are just fighting and it's just cringe inducing and you, and you hear them argue before you even see them so you're like what the hell is going on I
0: was a little nervous at that point to be honest with you I'm Were like you? oh man I don't it, <laughs> I don't know I don't know if I if this is if this is going to do it for me I, yeah. I, I um, I have very fond memories of some of my childhood and mm-hmm. I'll tell you one of the things about this movie that, that reminds me of something there were a couple years where my parents, because I was such a hellion that I couldn't stay at daycares, they sent me to Michigan to stay with my grandparents for two summers, for like seven weeks. And, and my grandparents were, were pretty simple people. Uh, they, they were very well off, but they didn't live that way. They just did the things that they enjoyed and they went through their life much the way that generation did. But one of the things that we would do is every other week we would go to the theater and we would see a movie of some sort. And one of the movies that they took me to see um, was a movie called Six Pack with Kenny Rogers. Have you ever seen it? No. Okay. The, it, it's.
1: I'm always afraid to answer that question. now.
0: <laughs> well, it's it's now on the list. No, <laughs> it's 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 a. I mean, it's it's what a, a 1980s family comedy was. Kenny Rogers was a race car driver, uh, like a dirt track driver, who was down and out, and he needed a pit crew, and he ended up coming across these kids that were supporting themselves and living for themselves, but they were great car mechanics. Well, One of the things, we watched this movie and we were walking out, and I, I loved it because he had this big hit song, "The Love Will Turn You Around. He had this big hit song from okay. the movie, All right. and the movie was funny, but the kids had foul mouths okay and my grandmother I'll never forget it when we walked out my grandfather had a different sense of humor than my grandmother did <laughs> and we walked out and he goes well what would you think about that Margaret and she goes I just can't believe they would put those kids in the movie with language like that I can't believe so whenever I watch a movie like this and mm-hmm. I see this guy using the language that he was using around this five year old I always cringe right but then I think back and go well you said it around your son Greg <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh god. Um, yeah. So I mean that's just one of them. The, the other one is is after he goes into to I mean the the things he's saying around the kid but after he goes um goes to live with his sister he uh, he's a, a exposing his his nephew to the zombie
0: virtual reality zombie shooter vir- game.
1: Virtual reality zombie shooter game. Saying things he shouldn't say, making fun of the this kid has all sorts of allergies and he's making fun of the food he eats. Um, but the the,
0: I think he says I think he says what is this and he goes because every and everything yeah. in the movie is Australian it's an Australian movie right he goes well that's a pizza and he goes well, what the fuck is that on the pizza mm-hmm. What's tofu. That's not a fucking pizza. <laughs> talking to a five year old, and you're like, "Wait a minute! No wonder you got kicked out here." Your- yeah, the, yeah the- he was. He was. Um, he oh, he was he, a tool bag. He was
1: very much, you know, like Shaun Shaun the Dead. He's a guy in arrested development. He, you know, he wanted to be a rock star. He didn't get along with his band. He had been playing with his band for a couple of years. His girlfriend had been car- essentially carrying him along. And when you know he didn't want to get married and have a baby that's when things fell down for them. So he's got to grow in this, you know, that's his
0: mission. I I should probably go back. The reason I told the story about the movie was because sometimes when you watch a movie, you have things like that, that like real life that you remember that you're like, Oh my God, I can't believe he's, I can't believe he's talking like this in front of the kid because you, you have that experience where, you know, somebody, I can't believe she's talking like that in front of the kids. And then this guy, I mean, there was, his mouth was worse than mine. (laughs) And that's saying something, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That's saying, hey, come hang out at the house next week. I'll stub my toe. You'll see. <laughs> um, yes, it was. And and the way he was acting around the kid, I mean, the scene where... <laughs> she's like, get dressed and get to bed. You've got school tomorrow. And all you see is the kid laying there sleeping, and you see the hand push him on the shoulder.
1: Yeah. Uh, I was like, he's up yeah. to something. And
0: you're like, oh, man, he must be like trying to bond with the kid. And then he wakes him up I he's like, hey, get dressed. We're going to go... That's <laughs>
1: Ill, that ill-timed proposal scene, yeah. that's. <laughs> he's got the kid dressed up like Darth Vader.
0: With a pizza box a that pizza- says, marry me on it. Yeah. And he takes the kid to his girlfriend's apartment. <laughs> and he opens up the door with his key, and the kid runs in with a pizza box says, marry me. And she's on top of the guy, straddling the guy in the chair. With her and boobs out, yeah. And they're having sex. Yeah. And <laughs> the whole time, the kid's got his hand out like he's force choking her. <laughs> it was so great. It was so great.
1: It was so uncomfortable too because you're like, this "Is a five year old?" The, the dialogue
0: and <laughs> the dialogue in that scene. What's being me up. said?
1: There's boobs. There's yes. so, you
0: know Well, you only see the boobs for just a minute, but the but the whole the whole the way the whole thing went down. This, this he walks in. He's like, "Oh, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing?" And she's like, "You know what." I I you you left and but well I didn't think you were going to do this and who the hell is this guy and the guy's like oh sorry my name's Rory or you know Yeah, the like first when he says this, who's this douchebag he's being he's being all polite yeah. and everything and he says oh I can't believe this and then he wants to fight him and after he starts to get his he's acting like this and after he's getting his ass kicked he's screaming at the other realtor that's banging his girlfriend he's going hey what are you doing there's kids here <laughs> <laughs> so it was just it was it's just just it, it, the, the scenes were so well put together. We haven't yeah. even gotten to Josh Gad yet. Oh, no, we haven't. But here's the other things that happened before
1: we get to even the farm. Like we got the Dave's taking Felix to school and you've got a bunch of kids making fun of Felix, including the kids that you would normally think to get picked on, like the overweight kid. The kid, well, the, the kid that's disabled kid, do, do he have spina bifida? Is that yes. He's making fun of him. He, you know... He's, he's, make,
0: he's making... The, the the uncle is making fun of all the kids. Like, oh, it looks like that kid, you know, we should just skip the But they're all something. making <laughs>
1: fun of Felix. Yes,
0: they're all making fun of Felix. But he's yeah. making fun of the fat kid. <laughs> so he's like giving to the... <laughs> and,
1: and he injures the fat kid like he gets behind the door and he slams the door. Uh, he you slams know what? him into the wall.
0: <laughs> I have... Ladies and gentlemen, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven written down as my top three that I have to pick before we pick them out. <laughs> and now I got to put down because I'd forgotten about that scene until we started talking about him. Where he, the the fat kid, is being a little—he's being a little shithead. He really is. He's yeah. a little shithead the whole movie. Um, in fact, one of them my top moments is when I want to choke out the asshole kid. Um, he he's saying something and he's running his mouth and he goes to put his bag up behind the door. And what was, was it? Uncle, it's not, it's not Uncle Teddy. It's Uncle, Uncle Dave. Uncle Dave literally takes the door and like whips it real quick and hits the kid in the head. And you hear, ah, from behind the door. And the teacher's like, what happened? And Dave's like, oh, I don't know. He must have hit his head. But then you see him like three minutes later walking away at the end of the day. It's he's got be- bandage around his head. <laughs> it was just, it was so, it's so perfect. Right. It, just so many little things. It, the rewatchability on this movie is going to be great. Would I watch it again? Let's get it out of the way. Yes. <laughs> um, let's move on. Let's move on to the zombies. Okay. Let, let's get to the zombie parts because the first forty minutes sets this movie up great. Uh, I feel like the setup to this might be a little bit better than Shaun of the Dead. Okay. Only because Shaun of the Dead got to the zombies pretty quick. Yep. It was just like, uh, my girlfriend doesn't want to, you know, deal with me because, you know, I'm immature, and, um, you know, we got Nick Frost on the te ta- on the sofa. He farts, you know, mm-hmm. and then they wake up in the next day and there's zombies everywhere. Right. And this, they actually took 30 minutes to set up the fact that he broke up with his girlfriend or 40, 40 30, 45 minutes, and he's obviously not out. Of, he's out of work because they have the scenes where he's on the road, he's playing his guitar, looking for donations, and nobody's giving anything, And then the cops show up, and like you got to move on. Um, he's hitting on the, hitting on the, the, the teacher, you know, t- trying to use the little kid to get his girlfriend back, all this stuff. And then they end up going on a field trip and he volunteers f- to be a chaperone. chaperone because the one woman walks up to, to, uh, Miss Caroline and says such and such is sick. I'm not going to be able to chaperone. He's like, Oh, I'll do it. You know, I'll do it. Blah, 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 blah. Thinking, thinking he's going to slide right in and, and save the day and, you know, get him a little side piece or something. And, um, they get on the bus and they go to the petting zoo. Right. And what was his name, Mis- Mr. McTickles? Teddy McGiggles. Teddy McGiggles. First of all, I'm going to tell you right now. <clears throat> well, my little boy was one and a half. He loved nothing more than life except for the Teletubbies. Oh, you poor thing. And it was painful. <laughs> and it was painful. But I did it because I love my boy. If it had been Mr. Teddy McGiggles... My son would have been crying his ass off because we would not have been watching that shit. <laughs> the kangaroo song. kangaroo song. The kangaroo song. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, Josh Cad, plays the most likable asshole that you've ever seen in your life. and We haven't even gotten to it. And they show up and these kids are like, oh, and the first thing you knew what a creepy was because he goes, oh, You and he points out Miss Caroline, who's in this beautiful yellow dress and her and and, and she's curls and she's she's ripped. I mean, she's she's got got, her
1: arm. would probably she's she's
0: got some serious muscle. Zombie up for her arms, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And and he's like, oh, come on over here, and and he's he's putting his arm around her. It was just fucking creepy. Yeah. And and then it just went downhill from there. Yeah. Then they find out that there's an army base right next door to him. Oh, what a surprise! Big sign that says U.S. Army base. (laughs) Fuck you, yeah, Australia. We
1: we fuck up everything.
0: You'd be goose-stepping if it weren't for us. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, bat- and just
1: and this, just the absurdity of a of a military base being right next to a petting zoo and mini golf center is hysterical.
0: And there was the family of the Japanese tourists which- that thought they were at the petting zoo, <laughs> but they were at the military. They're like, no, you got to turn around and go back and make like, oh, 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 oh no, mini- no, golf. you got to go over here. Yes, so fucking funny. Um. So, long story short, the zombies break out of the army base. They make their way to the petting zoo, mm-hmm. and they take over. And at that point, the class is on a tractor, right? And the girl, woman driving the tractor, she gets hit by essentially what looks like to be patient zero. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Woo! Excuse me. My goodness was that, was, was that was that audible? Yeah, I think so. I apologize. I Was going to edit that out. <laughs> But we've been laughing for the last 10 minutes. So hopefully this will help you all feel better about your day being locked up at home. We're all fucking stir crazy here.
1: This is what I got to live with, I people. Ap- I apologize.
0: Hey, look, to be fair, I turned my face 90 degrees from the microphone. You did. There is no reason anybody should have heard that except if that was a fucking hear world the record. If cats
1: when they're meowing on the floor, they oh can hear that. Oh, my goodness.
0: Babe. Okay, so that was pretty solid. All right, you're welcome. You're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. My talent's on display. All right. Um, what the hell were we talking about?
1: You were talking about the. So
0: they were on the tractor, right?
1: Patient zero, and and, and she hop- the, the
0: driver hops off, and she's like, "Hey, what you doing over there? What's going on?" And he eats her. So they start running from the zombies, and they're on this tractor that's literally in first gear, like bottom throttle, so they're mm-hmm. moving like two miles an hour.
1: And Dave doesn't know and how Dave
0: to drive it. No idea. He's getting getting driving directions from the five year old in the trailer.
1: Well, because Felix loves tractors. That's he does. His he thing. loves tractors. Yeah.
0: Uh, they end up going to the... They, they're driving all through. The only place they can find that there's safety is there's like a visitor center, like a gift shop. And they they jump off and they run to the door and Josh Gad has locked himself up inside. And they're like, let us in, let us in. And all you see is his f- middle fingers raise up <laughs> through the window. So they uh, she sneaks in. Um, she sneaks in through that little, like the pet exit or whatever it was. And then they end up spending time in there with this guy. And I'm going to tell you what, Josh Gad... He might deserve an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor (laughs) because he was fucking fabulous in this movie. He was so good. Uh, He's an asshole. He's just a straight asshole. He only gives a crap about himself, doesn't care about anybody else. He is just selfish and arrogant and thinks that the world rises and sets with him. And She sets his ass straight pretty quick, which is actually pretty funny. Um, he's he's like, you know, fuck these kids and yeah. and all that stuff and what are we going to do and we're all going to die and they're going to send a helicopter for me because I'm famous. <laughs> and that brings us to the part where they're trying to cause a distraction and he and Dave are up on the roof. Right. And this monologue from McGiggles was excellent. He goes into something along the lines of I can't remember what they were doing up there, but I think he fell off. They were yeah. doing something and he fell off. Dave helps him get back up after the zombies almost get him.
1: Oh, he fell off because he was he they there were helicopters overhead and he thought he was gonna get saved and he just fell off the roof.
0: That's right. So Dave helps him back up and they're sitting there and they're you know, because they just nearly azon- the zombies, and he goes, This is happening because of me. <laughs> Dave goes, What? What are you talking about? He goes, This happened because of me. He goes, what do you mean? He goes, I fucked a lot of moms. (laughs) I was like, holy shit, where is this going? And he just goes off the deep end telling about all the horrible stuff he's done, what a horrible person he is. And just when you start to kind of feel sorry for him, he goes, oh, my God, do you smell that? did you shit your pants? And Dave looks in funny goes, no, no, it was me. I was going to try and blame it on you. (laughs) There's two of them there. I think that they're going to know who pooped in their
1: pants. (laughs) Well, there's when, when she's at the, at the gift shop and she's trying to get in and Teddy McGiggle's like, go away. And she's Miss Caroline's like, we have kids out here. And Teddy McGiggle's like, oh my God, I don't give a shit.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, he does. He does a great job. Uh, it's just uh, there's so many one-liners and funny moments in this. You can't. You can't even really. You can't cover them all, um, and and you don't really want to because you kind of ruin laughs mm-hmm. and stuff for everybody else. Uh, I loved, I loved that the ultimate hero in this movie was Felix.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: he basically braved the the zombies in his oh, Darth it was, Vader uniform. It was Darth Vader, and it yeah. was so <laughs> fucking cute and awesome. It's like you're cheering and going, "Aww!" it would be like if a kitty saved the universe.
1: Aww, aww, right? Yeah, I well, he, one of the things that's really great about this film is you know that they're they're setting you know they set everything up well. Right, it may not be the best. Like the, the 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 part where I'll throw the bullshit card is, you know, when the woman stops the tractor because one of the zombies is eating one of the bigger farm animals, you know, and she goes up to him to see what's going on. Yeah, the fact that she would get that close and not be suspicious of somebody hungry, eating. yeah, yeah, that's a little little crazy. But, um, but you know, um, Felix's love of tractors. And the placement of tractors around the the farm and in the gift shop and stuff like that, you know, sets up a lot of things. And, um, you know, one of the things is um, Teddy McGiggles um, has his little sidekick puppet, the frog. Oh my God. And when they are on the tractor, there is just every kid has one of these backpacks I was gonna say fucking backpacks oops um one of these backpacks that that's the frog and they are all identical um and that becomes like a really crucial like they they're very much in the background that you can see and it sets itself up later for a funny moment and so it it does those things really really well um I think we need to talk about Miss Caroline because her you know, she she turns out because she's just been Mary Sunshine through most of the film. And then you you see different sides of her as they get past, you know, the the midpoint at, of the crisis that night. And you see sides of her when she's fiercely defending these children, but very much trying to keep a brave, happy front for these kids and not alert them to what is really going on. So they don't get upset and they don't get hard to manage. Um I, I thought her character was written very, very well. She's very smart. She's very acute that she can, you know, she, she catches things on right away. She's a fast learner. She's fierce. Um, she does have a little bit of the Bryce Dallas Howard syndrome a la Jurassic Park, where she's running in heels in a dress fighting zombies. Um, but uh, she was on it, you know? And so... Um, you know, very resourceful, very, very so, uh, But I think the fact of her running in the heels in the dress is a little bit more believable than in the Jurassic Park movie because you know it's that just outrageous and crazy. So yeah, you know, for her to be dressed up. But I think well,
0: zombies that can't run and velociraptors are two yeah. different. You know, oh yeah, yeah those zombies are
1: slow moving zombies. We went from Girl with All the Gifts that had fast moving zombies to these very slow. Actually, we went from yeah. the slow
0: moving zombies to the fast moving zombies. But right, exactly. We well, did. You guys went the opposite. Yeah,
1: direction. we took you in the opposite direction.
0: I liked um, I liked her character very much because her her character was. I mean, let's be let's be honest. If you're dealing with if, if zombies were a real thing and they were traditional zombies mm-hmm. and you were aware of them, they wouldn't be that hard to avoid. Mm-hmm. Okay, you don't need to be you know Iron Man or mm-hmm. or you know The Rock. You just need to be able to move and negotiate and push them off of you. I thought her character was was perfect because you're right. Once you find out her backstory, you find out her reason for being the way she is with these kids. Mm-hmm. Um, she's very, she's very level-headed. She's very smart. She, she's, you know, um, analytical when mm-hmm. it comes to doing that, that, to taking care of it. And they did. They wrote her perfectly. I think my favorite part in the movie was there is the scene after. Uh, essentially, what happens is uh, Dave feeds the kids snacks because they're trying to keep them calm, and Dave turns into a stand-up dude in this. Of course, he right, does. He's, right. He goes from yeah. Um, to caring about the kids and all that stuff, but even well before the end, he's in it to win it for the kids. He gives them all some snacks, and apparently these—I've never heard of potato chips having dairy in them, but okay, yeah, it
1: might have been cheese uh, yeah, sprinkles yeah, yeah, on yeah, but them or something. It's not real cheese; yeah.
0: it's fake, processed, pasteurized, chemical mm-hmm. cheese. But whatever, we'll let it slide. Right. Um, this is she, Australia too, yeah, so we don't know. She has to get an EpiPen for Felix because he's going into a seizure. So Felix doesn't want Dave to leave. So she's like, okay, I got to go. So she's running through the zombie. She picks up a shovel. She's cutting heads off. She gets to the thing. She gets the EpiPen. She comes back. And she's when she leaves, she's got like this beautiful, perfect yellow dress on. And when she comes back, she is just covered in gore. And what they're telling the kids is it's a, it's a game. We're just playing a game. We all want to win the game. Right. So later that night, after she's put McGiggles in his place and and the kids are asleep, the two of them are talking, and you find out that she's not married. She just wears the ring to keep parents from hitting on her and everything. He goes, "You were fucking amazing out there," and she says, "What about you?" And he goes, "I'm scared." And she goes, "Yeah, I'm fucking terrified." <laughs> it was just, it was she'd been so strong and so brave, and then it happened, and it was just like it's funny, but also believable. Mm. The way that they have her and him interact is really w- really good. Yeah. Because you're watching this movie thinking, okay, he's going to save the day. He's going to save the day. He's going to save the kids. He's gonna he's going to get the girl. Everything's going to be okay. And it was kind of the opposite. I mean, he did save the day, but no more than she did.
1: Right. Which was
0: really kind of neat.
1: Yeah, that was cool. And well, the whole thing is like these these characters. Um, Miss Miss Caroline is probably. Maybe five to six years ahead of of where Dave is, right because one of the oh, things we find out, she has a job right Well, <laughs> but we find out about her backstory and things like that. So these are about you know it's 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 kind of about how how do you find yourself, right? how do you how do you make that transition? Because we find out and I'm not gonna say what you know to, to spoil her or anything, but you know she kind of was a little lost you know, before she got into teaching and, and Mm, yeah, exactly.
0: mm,
1: Yeah. Um, so, you know, she knows exactly what he is and, and the, the thing that's really sad is you've got Teddy McGiggles who he studied at the actor's studio, right? He studied with Al Pacino and he, had to, he, you know, he got into this gig that made him a lot of money and he basically went from driven to devolved, right? So you, you've got this interesting contrast of, of characters and, you know, so it's about the choices you make, um, which is really, you know, the adult part about it. So Dave starts making choices and realizing, because, you know, Dave d- didn't, one of the things about Dave's backstory is Dave and Tess did not grow up with father, um, the father left the mother, and the mother didn't handle it well, so Tess had to be the adult, right. um, which left him with this kind of Peter Pan kind of syndrome, right? Yeah. Um, so he's finally realizing that he's got to step up, and the, and the ways he does it are just immensely sweet. Um, when you fight because you were in the beginning of the movie, you were like, "God, this guy's a jerk." I I was,
0: I was hoping he was going to get killed (laughs) by the zombies in the second scene.
1: This guy is a jerk, Um, and it's so the redemption arc for him is great, and she's just kind of there to kind of urge him, you know, push him along. And she's not, you know, I mean, she's not always sunshine, but she knows when to to put on that brave face for the sake of the kids, it's something greater than herself. And I thought that that was really good. Like when she, when you said, when she came back and she's covered in gore, all the kids are looking at her like, what happened? And she's like, I got in a jam fight, you know,
0: don't touch. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, don't taste it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So good. Yes. So, so so much fun. Um, uh, I mean, you know, at this point without giving out spoilers, of course, you know, they, they, you know, save the day. He, Mm. um, he, he, he wins, she wins, the kids win. Uh, you don't have to see any kids get eaten by zombies. So if, that was, if that's something that would uh, tear you down from this movie, uh, you know, you watch it. You're not going to be um, upset by that. Um,. I I I don't know if I want to talk too much more about it because I don't really want to right. spoil it too much for people. I mean, it's not an old movie. It's, it's, no, it's two thousand
1: nineteen. We don't really want to spoil. It. I feel like we gave away too many
0: spoilers we, we for have, the Girl with the we Gifts, have. but yeah. Well, we gave away a lot of spoilers for this too, but mm-hmm. I mean, you know, a lot of the jokes and stuff. But um, do you want to just go to the top three?
1: Um, yeah, because there's really no box office for this, right? Hundred
0: hundred and thirty thousand dollars is all this movie made at the box office. Um, it was only released in United Arab Inter- Emirates, I think. Hmm, okay. Um, uh, I think it was released in Australia as well. There might have been two or three countries. There wasn't much hundred thirty thousand, but um, it basically made that money um, from uh, Sundance and stuff like that. Uh, this was picked up as soon as it won the awards that it won. It won several film festival awards. Uh, it was picked up by Hulu. Mm-hmm. Uh, they picked up the distributorship rights. So. Uh, they made money because when Hulu buys a movie or Netflix buys a movie to do that they, they're paying okay handsomely. But
1: um before we go to favorite moments, did you have questions?
0: Um
1: Nah, I don't think so. I, I had one. Okay. Okay, because you've got um there's a segment where Felix gets out of the gift shop and goes running around in his Darth Vader suit because he feels like he's invincible in his Darth Vader suit. Duh. Um, You know, Pew, pew. And he's doing the shooting like he would in the game and pointing at the zombies and going pew, 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 pew. And he goes to, there's a little baby goat. A lamb. Lamb. Okay. um, That is in a, a pen that is wide open. You're like, Oh God. Right. Um, and he goes in to, to kind of pet it and pick it up and stuff like that. But when the zombies are coming, he's doing this whole Darth Vader force pose. And the gate closes Yes, as the zombie is coming. What closed the gate?
0: The zombies ran into the gate.
1: Oh, okay. So he, was I'm like, like what the, was the hell like,
0: happened? It was like a door that was ajar and he snuck through it because he was small.
1: Oh, so they pushed up against and the gate. And when they
0: walked up to it, they just walked into okay. the gate and they closed it.
1: Got it. Okay. So that was my only question.
0: Yeah. Um... Wait, you can go, you can go first on the top. Perfect. First. It was it was it was just it was You're like, if they kill that lamb, I swear to god, <laughs> I swear to Christ, <laughs> I'm I'm going to drive to Australia. <laughs> I'm going to kick somebody's ass. Okay, um Damn, one of my favorite moments is I don't know if I want to give it away cuz it's so good. Um all right. I laughed my ass off when he sang his song on the bus.
1: Yeah, because he. Well, let's let's put some setup to that too. Because she tells him to bring his guitar, because he said that the the name of his band is God's Sledgehammer, and she's like, "Oh, is that a Christian band?" And he's like, "Oh, yeah, it's a Christian band." Yeah, and I'm Christian. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, they're playing (laughs) songs. That that was cringy. Yeah, (laughs) it was. They're playing songs on the bus because the bus broke down, and she plays the ukulele. And the the this, singing and, Taylor Swift, and this needs to be brought up. Their favorite song, Felix's favorite song, is "Shake It Off," right. um, and she plays the ukulele. Um, the trivia that I have for this movie is about "Shake It Off." They okay. spent six months trying to get the rights to this song, and Taylor Swift's camp would not let them have the rights. Really, for any amount of money, Lupita Nyong'o is a huge fan of the song, and said, "This is a song that it, it it fits. Shake it off. This is the, what it needs to be." She sent Taylor Swift an email. And they had the rights in a week. Wow. So I've heard all these stories about what a bitch Taylor Swift is. It's hard to say something after that because that's pretty solid. That's, that's, that's I, and what I don't winning
1: even, an Oscar will do for you. Well, <laughs> that,
0: yeah, true story. Um, him and, and the song with the lyrics were like, it was like, my father left and my life's a black hole and... He's just got this guitar this heavy heavy. Yeah. <laughs> not even like not even Metallica like um like a Slayer type riff with just distortion everywhere. Oh, it was so bad. Um
1: uh, one of the things he says in that scene too. Let me see if I can find it.
0: Oh crap. No. I lost it. Keep looking. Keep going. Um w- one of the I got it. You know what? After bringing it up, I got to go with he smacks the kid in the head with a door. <laughs> oh my god I was laughing I was laughing so hard that's just it was just that's so... just wishful thinking sometimes I know sometimes <laughs> it was and I loved him in his Darth Vader suit that was my favorite yeah, it thing he was so cute running around in his Darth Vader suit and, he, and he'd and he tell him stay in character he'd be like hey what about the tractor and he'd be like stay in character he'd be like what about the tractor <laughs> and, he'd, and he'd drop his voice it was so great it was so good
1: it's okay he's in the bus and he's saying to the children, let's not forget what Leviticus teaches us if anyone curses their mother or father, they must be put to death. That's the Bible. That's actually there. God wrote that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a dick. <laughs> All right, your three favorite.
1: My three favorite. Um, <clears throat> oh, um, there. I think Felix's Felix Darth Vader was very, very cute because I'm not Felix, I'm Darth Vader. You yes. know, at the end when he's there like, come on, Felix. And she's he's, he's trying to get him out. I'm yes. not Felix, I'm Darth Vader. I'm not a policeman. I'm, I'm a princess. princess. I'm not a princess, I'm a potato. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I loved, loved, loved the scene where they are in the gift shop and Teddy McGiggles is having a full blown meltdown and he's saying you know father christmas isn't real the easter bunny isn't real but those things out there are real and he's getting all welled up and she's like i think mr McGiggles needs a snuggle because that's the whole thing i want to snuggle this i want to snuggle that in right. the game so she goes up to him and she takes something sharp and she sticks it right in his gut and she threatens him yeah, to like under her Calm breath. the hell down. And she's like, it, one part of the quote is if you don't turn that frown upside down, so help me God, I am gonna drag you out by your stupid bow tie and watch them rip you apart. I mean the, that that her taking control, that was just a, such a satisfying scene. And yeah, he just
0: starts crying, he's like, Oh okay.
1: <laughs> so, I have I have a tie for my number three.
0: Wait a minute. You're supposed to go okay. This is your favorite? This is your favorite, or this is your third favorite?
1: This is my just my, just of my three okay. favorite things, so right. but I've got I have four things, so okay. no problem, Mike. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm Mike
1: in it. Um, so I love the scene where the girl, the little girl that is Felix's quote unquote girlfriend uh-huh. um, cannot sleep and she's scared. And so, he sits with Felix, and they do the little poem,
0: the little monsters, the little
1: monsters poem. And but there is a point in it where he's like, "No, no, she needs to be part of this, right?" So when we say this, you say that, and it's like part of this thing that clicks in him that gets from lost little boy to parental figure, and it's such a sweet little scene. So that's that's what and. Um, the the other one is just absolutely ridiculous. It's anything that has to do with that little frog puppet from <sighs> *Teddy McGiggles*. Um,
0: I, I have it on, I have it on my list as my number one, and I didn't want to spoil yeah, it. Yeah,
1: I don't want to spoil it either. At but the,
0: at the end, something <laughs> happens to the frog puppet, and you will laugh your ass off when it happens. There's, it is so fucking. There funny.
1: are two or three things that happen with that puppet during that movie that are just absolutely freaking hysterical so yeah Yeah. i'll give you that one well done
0: well done that's all right of your tie okay i would like to commend you on recommending this movie and i can't recommend this movie high enough this this, this movie is amazing
1: you know i i read the some of the bad reviews about it and i mean that's that's fine it's not a great work of art but it's fun it it's fun, it's uplifting, it's
0: not every movie is a work of art.
1: It's you know, it's it's innocent and raunchy at the same time. It's it's just a fun movie.
0: See to me to me, The Girl with All the Gifts is mm-hmm. a movie that's trying to be a work of art. Mm-hmm. It's 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 not heavy handed because mm-hmm. it's not saying like the human race deserve this, but it's like it's it's serious and it's this and it's that and the acting and the writing. This was just like, Hey, we're gonna get together for seventy two hours tomorrow we're going to do some crazy shit. We're going to make some jokes. We're going to laugh and people are going to have a good time. And that to me, you know, mm-hmm. there are, there are movies out there that try to be works of art that are perfect movies. And there are movies out there that are not works of art, like aliens that are perfect right. movies. And this one, this one was just one of the, it, it was, I, I would classify right. it as a perfect movie. But uh,
1: Yeah. It was well constructed. There was nothing that happened in the action that didn't have, did, that didn't somehow move the story forward like there's some things that happened. you're like you know the way that the zombies act or something that the zombie takes from somebody else and you're kind of like okay that's odd but then later on you're like oh okay i, I can see where this moves the- moves the plot forward and um i just i just thought it was good it was it was fun it was funny it was uncomfortable it you know it, there was a lot of things about it that just made it a nice ride
0: if you uh if you look at a movie Excuse me. Uh oh. Oh, damn. Pardon me. Burp and if yawning. That, Jeez. I know. I'm sorry. If you look at you a gonna movie. to fart next. I mean, I can work one up if you want. <laughs> if you look at a movie after you're done watching it and you say, they should have done this, or I would have liked to have seen that more than once, it's not a perfect movie to me. Mm-hmm. Now, people will have differing opinions about what is a perfect movie, about whether they like it a perfect movie or not. Um, if you were going to change something, or is there something in this movie that you think should be changed, not if you're going to, that would make the movie better? Is there something that you could do right now off the top of your head that you would say, I would do this because it would make the movie better?
1: I I think that they're, um, I mean, obviously they, they, they're they falling back on tropes. You know, you've got the Japanese tourist, you know. Um, but it's funny. It, yeah, um, I, I think the only thing is like, when they encountered their first zombie, when they're on the tractor, the way that the tractor driver acts is a little too convenient, you know, for her to be attacked that quickly. Um, It, you know, it isn't quite how somebody would approach that situation, but that, I mean, that's about it. That's all I can think
0: of. So there you go. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's, I just think it's, it's a good movie. It's a fun movie. You know, if you want to, have a little zombie movie that that'll that you can chuckle along to or cringe to or, or whatever stuff like that. It's it's good. It's yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Would
0: but, I watch uh, this again? Yes, I would.
1: Okay. Here's here's my question. Um, before my last question. Um, which of the two movies is going to be more upsetting to you? The ending of the girl with all the gifts. Or the earworm Taylor Swift Hanson music in Little Monsters?
0: The ending of The Girl with All the Gifts. Okay. I've heard Shake It Off a million times.
1: Okay. And Umbop.
0: I own it. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't <laughs> own that fucking song.
1: And and this movie does give you an a, an excellent ukulele rendition of Sweet Caroline. So, you know. Listen. That's a plus. If
0: you don't like Umbop. Okay, which a lot of which a lot of people don't go online and google the mad TV version where they did umbop and it was will Sasso and two of the other characters as like 35 year olds playing umbop on the drums Every time I hear that song I think of that and I laugh my ass off because will Fer- will Sasso who's a bigger guy is sitting at like a drum set for like three-year-olds and it's, it's just it's hysterical <laughs> it's hysterical. So oh, pretty um, funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, Umbop doesn't bother me at all. It, it doesn't bother me at all.
1: All I can think of when I think of that is uh, Saturday Night Live had a, an episode where Hanson was the musical guest and they had them in a skit where somebody gets them stuck in an elevator and they just start playing it over and over to them. <laughs> oh, wow. That's pretty funny. <laughs> okay, so my question is, what are you going to have me watch for the next episode? I don't know. You don't know.
0: I don't know. I have a list here, and I don't know what to have you watch because I don't feel like uh, I should, you know, make you watch something that might punish you. But I also <laughs> don't. Uh, I also have some movies that I really want you to see that that I think you'll enjoy. Um, do you want to do a, a comedy or an action?
1: Oh. Um, we did action last time, so we'll go with comedy. All right. E-
0: Mm, I'm out of wine. No, you're whining. You're whining pretty good. (laughs) 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 Um, man, there's one that I really want you to watch. I don't know if you're gonna like it, Mm -hmm. but I really want you to watch it. This is tough. I should narrow this down before we get on air, and people are like, "What are you gonna listen to? What are you gonna watch? We gonna watch?" We can watch.
1: There's only so much we can fill here.
0: Have you seen Nothing to Lose with Tim Robbins and Martin Lawrence?
1: I don't know if I have.
0: All right, we'll put that on the back burner.
1: Okay. I was like, with with Tom Hanks and Jackie Gleason? Yes. No, that's nothing, <laughs> in, that's nothing in common. Oh, nothing in common. That's <laughs> nothing in common.
0: All right, you know what? We'll just go ahead and... Um, See, I got these movies that I've put on this list, but I have watched them in the past and I haven't seen them recently, so I don't know if they're still good. I don't want to super you again.
1: Mm-hmm. It um, doesn't matter. This is All right. The-
0: uh let's do Dirty Work. You like Norm Macdonald. Okay. Let's dirty do work. Dirty Work. All right, we're doing Dirty Work. We were going to go see it until the coronavirus hit us. So they have a there's a local place here that has a viewing room and you can have beers and food while you watch the movie, but they do a lot of uh, older movies and some newer movies, but Dirty Work we were going to go see it and uh it got got canceled. Just like our thanks, Shits, Just like our Shits Creek tickets.
1: Our, uh, it took me so long to get those Shits Creek t- t- tickets, and now they're postponing the tours. So. Yeah, well they should. Yeah, I know they should. They okay. should. I just, just upsetting. That's all.
0: It is disappointing. Okay, so so that's it. Um, Next so week we'll be Dirty Work with Norm McDonald, um, uh, Robert Loggia, and um, Robert Loggia and uh, Artie Lang. I think is in it. Like Al like, Loja. Like, Look, like it's Robert, Robert Loja. <laughs> o, as in, oh my God, it's Robert <laughs> Loja. <laughs> B, as in, boy, is that Robert Loja? <laughs> Thank you, Family Guy. Thank you
1: very much. Okay, so you can reach us at um, Honey Watch. Yeah, um, Honey Watch this um, on Instagram and on Twitter. We also have a Facebook page. Um, our Podbean page is honey. You should watch this. dot com. Um, please uh, be sure to rate and review us, or reach out to us um, if you have any thoughts about movies you want to see us uh, comment on. If you are, uh, if you have your own podcast and would like to join us, you can always um, uh, contact us through any one of our social media. Um, and let us know, and you can pick out a movie, and you can come on here and talk about it with us. Um, and you can reach me at t5ff uh, underscore angel on Twitter and marketing underscore angel on Instagram.
0: And I'm at gbishop72, but nobody ever tweets me, so no worries.
1: And you're also on Instagram, but you're not I, Instagramming either. I, maybe
0: I'll have time the next 30 days. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: We got more than enough time. Yep. Here's my rug. Here's my rug. Here's my desk. Yep. Here's my desk. I'm
0: going to tweet on my Instagram the inside of my house. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> Thank you very much, everybody. Have a wonderful week. Thank Be safe. You. Be good to each other.
1: Yes, please.